Blog Talk Radio. I miss my little angels. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Oh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take2Radio. I'm Pam, your host, and I know you think I'm a ghost, but I'm not, because I haven't been around for a while. (laughs) so glad you're back, Pam. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Even if it's just for a minute or so, but... No, I'm here. Um, so we also have with us Anthony, David, Will, and Candace will be here shortly. But tonight we are super excited to welcome multi-award winning actor, director, and writer Freddie Smith. Most of you may recognize him from Days of Our Lives as Sonny Kiriakis, as well as other projects, including the dynamic duo of Freddie and Alyssa. So welcome, Freddie. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to join us tonight. We really appreciate it. Oh, I'm happy to be here. So, anything new? No. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I start? Where do you start? start? It's been a rough year. Well, first we want to congratulate you and Alyssa on your recent wedding. We couldn't be happier for you guys. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you made that cross-country move. How was that? It's uh, It was quite the adventure. I, I'm, uh, you know, the anytime you've ever driven cross-country, if anyone's ever done that, the idea of it is very exciting. The first, you know, couple hours is exciting. And then halfway through you go, huh. This isn't as uh, fun as you as you once thought it would be. It's, it definitely gets <laughs> tedious as soon as we hit around like leaving Texas from the leaving Texas till we got to Orlando, Florida was definitely taxing. But we drove 40 hours over a five day period, so I think just in general it's really hard on the body. But we had such a good time um, just looking at you know we drove through eight different states. We didn't really get much time to to spend in those states, but it's an experience that we'll always, you know, have in life. And I think it was really neat to drive through those states and stay in some of the most beautiful cities on the way here. So um, it was the equal amount of fun and equal amount of hard work to uh, pull a 40 hour cross country trip. But you did stop in between to sleep in that, right? I mean, or did you just take turns driving? No, we, yeah, we stopped. uh, I think the average day we drove for like seven hours. We tried to um, do seven hours a day so that we could, you know, sleep and, um, and enjoy the process. And then the last day we did drive about 11 hours just because we wanted to get there and be done um, with the trip. 
but yeah, it, it was good. And that's why I said the first few days, your, your body's like good with it. And it's a lot of fun. But then towards the end, you're just like, all right, I'm ready to get to Florida and, uh, and settle down. So yeah, that's why it took us about, yeah, five days. Wow. Yeah. No, we've never driven across country, uh, but I have driven, you know, to other states, maybe, maybe eight, 10 hours. And that's more than enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good to have the open road. I'd much rather drive, you know, a few hours than a flight. Cause I like, you know, being busy with the driving aspect, listening to music. Um, and Alyssa and I, you know, just got to spend some time together and we listened to music and we listened to some podcasts and we had good conversation and other times we just kind of did our own thing and just enjoyed the open road. So it's a cool experience. If anyone has the you know, ability to go take a little road trip for, you know, five to 10 hours somewhere, it's, it's definitely worth it. It's, it's a fun journey. Well, I think that if you can survive that, your marriage will survive anything. <laughs> yeah, right on, right in the middle of uh, quarantine, because we we've yeah. honestly spent, um, you know, Alyssa's used to being because she's been working from from home for the past seven years, so that hasn't re- that really didn't affect her. But for me, you know, working on the show and and having other things going on to everything just being from home this entire year, we probably spend you know fourteen hours a day together, and uh, so we've learned a lot about each other. But luckily, we're best friends we're on the same page most of the work we do in our lives is together so it's Mm -hmm. kind of work and play but yeah with the road trip the wedding the quarantine I feel like this was the finish line we're like this is the soulmate like official verified uh year if you can successfully make it through then we're good forever and and we're stronger than ever it's so awesome to be married and to actually be a husband I'm just now getting used to that term I'm like wow I have a wife (laughs) Well, I've been married for 30 plus years and it still sounds funny to me to say husband at times. I don't know why, but it just does. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, husband, yeah. wife, you know, that kind of thing. You know, y'all hear my husband say, yeah, my wife. And I'm like, who's he talking about? No, <laughs> I'm <only> kidding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, as I mentioned uh, in the opening, you and Alyssa have a show that you do together. Um, it's so wonderful watching you two work together. It's um, funny. It's informative. You have great guests. Who came up with the idea? Um, initially, it was uh, Alyssa. She was kind of pushing uh, back in 2017. Um, you know, she's like, we need to start a podcast. We need to start a podcast. And, and I just didn't know much about it, but I was excited to do something. So it kind of started off with, um, with us just giving it a try, doing it in our living room and doing it on like Facebook Live and things like that. And then it started to evolve. And once we kind of learned more about the podcasting space, I ended up finding like, oh, wow, this is the perfect social media platform and vehicle, if you will, for someone like myself. Because like in the blogging world, I'm not much of a writer. When it comes to Instagram, when it was just pictures, it kind of wasn't my thing either. Twitter's never really been my thing. So all of a sudden podcasting comes along and TikTok and those two kind of work with me well. I like talking. I like being in front of camera and we're able to share our ideas and life experiences with people. And now it's evolved into something really cool. And it's, it's our full-time gig now. 
and we're approaching our three-year anniversary this April. So next month will be our three-year anniversary of the Freddie and Alyssa show. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, the fans really love it. Um, You stay really connected with them, which is so appreciative. Uh, You also have something coming up on March 14th for the fans. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about that? Yeah, so with, uh, you know, anytime we do a new project, we always like to use a roadmap to see who has done this successfully and how do we basically mimic that behavior and follow that blueprint. And a lot of successful podcasters will do, um, of course, the audio version of a podcast, but also they'll film it. And another thing that I started seeing is that all these big podcasts were having a second YouTube channel and they would just have it uh, be called the, their show name, Clip. So that's what we just launched a few months ago, and we kind of were testing it out, and we're officially going to launch that on March 14th on Sunday. And basically what it is is that if there's somebody who doesn't have an hour or two to listen to a full podcast in the week that we put it out, we're going to clip like the five-minute, ten-minute juicy clips from the hour and a half and put it on the clips channel. So if someone only has 10 minutes, they can still catch up and, and watch some of the clips. So we're starting that clips channel. And on March 14th, I'm going to be going live for two hours and I'm inviting everyone to come over and check out the clips channel. And I'm just going to do a Q and a answer questions, get to know people. And, um, and it's going to be fun. Every time we launch something, we want to do, we want to do it big. So we love throwing parties. And since you can't do that these days, um, I've been using, you know, going live as our equivalent to throwing events or parties because you can really nice. connect with people. It's not pre-recorded. It's it's live in the moment. So if you go to the, the Freddie and Alyssa show clips on YouTube, uh, you can subscribe. And at one o'clock Eastern on March 14th, I'll be going live for two hours. So you can pop in, ask some questions, hang out, grab a mimosa or a coffee, whatever your beverage choice is, and we'll have some fun. That's great. Congratulations on that as well. I mean, we just are just congratulating you on everything today. <laughs> this is yeah. this is great. But your mind yeah, is always you. working. I mean, I can see it from your Instagram lives, you know, that we get to watch. It's just you're always thinking of something and looking towards the future, and that's where you need to be. Yeah, yeah, we're always looking to improve and just find, you know, what what sets our soul on fire. And, um, you know, I'm I'm really not that, you know, I shouldn't use the word adventurous, but, you know, I I don't have a plethora of hobbies. I really, really submerse myself in work, and that's what I really enjoy doing. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Anytime there's a new project, I love diving in and spending my time and trying to become the best at it, I think, is really fun. Uh, Just trying to get better every day and become the best at something is it's kind of the journey of life, and I try to stick to that oh. as much as possible. Well, you're really good at it, let me tell you. I, you really are. Yeah, it comes um, across. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Your, your, your hard work is paying off. Um, I also wanted to mention before I release my co-hosts on you that your Instagram ditties where you portray your wife and yourself are hysterical. Um <laughs> That's all on the head thing. And does Alyssa give you any pointers, or are you just doing it from your exaggerated point of view? Um, I think those two I did from my exaggerated point of view. There's some TikToks and Instagram reels that I'll go, hey, hey, babe, you know, what's another 
Like, I got three, but I need four. Like, what's another one we can do of this or that? So we'll brainstorm some of it. Um, but it, I, I always wait till something comes to me. Like, I'll, be, I'll think of an idea, and I go, oh, I got, like, four or five examples. Let me put this into a video, and then, then I'll make it. But, yeah, some of the, some of the times we will collab, and, and we'll make it together so that we can get the best examples. And, and you said it perfect. It's a, it's a hyperbole exaggeration, but yet rooted in reality, and I think people really enjoy that. Oh, definitely, definitely. That one, those I love, and also your turning 30 aches and pains things. It was <laughs> I love that one. Hey, it's, it's, it's real. It's a real thing. I don't know what happens, but. It, it really is. <laughs> on Thursday, I was 29, and I was Superman. On Friday, I was 30, and oh, my You're God. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. I feel what I've come to terms with is that, because I'm going to be 33 next week, and I understand that I'm still young. Oh, still I know that I'm young, yeah. but, there, but the youth, there's, there's this magical little miracle that lives inside your body called youth that mm-hmm. disappears at 30, even though I'm still young for another yes. 30 years. Yeah. I mean, with technology, maybe another 50 at this point where, where we are today. But that Amen. youth factor of, like, you don't have to stretch. You can drink alcohol before you go, like the, the, if you go to work the next day, you can have a few glasses of wine, wake up and be fine before 30. Once you hit 30, there's no alcohol the day before yeah. you go to work. Like, I'm like, what happened? Oh, what? In bed by 7 p.m., wake up and have oatmeal, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you are too funny. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and let David ask his questions. So go ahead, David. Um, thank you. Hey, Freddie. How's it going, David? It's going good, sir. I just want to tell you, um, first off, it's been one hell of a year. I can't believe it's been a year since we closed down everything and and all that. So my question, yeah. my question to you, what what are the most important lessons that you and Alyssa learned during this pandemic? Well, I think the, the first, the first lesson is um, it, it kind of made you take a look at your health. And, um, you know, I think we all kind of had a really good run as a, as a human being for the past decade in many different realms. Um, but health was one that we took a look at where, you know, you start going, I should, I should be healthier, you know, not just, thin, like work on my actual weight on the scale, but how can I make myself healthier? And I think sometimes because of our busy lives, we all get away from that. And this right. kind of shines some light on, oh, maybe I should have some more vegetables and, um, you know, drink a few drinks less or not have as much sugar or go for a walk more often, get some more sun. And so we really kind of, even though it was difficult, I can't say we successfully did it all year, but we definitely had had a lot of pockets of time that we were really good on working out, really good on our diets. And, and we're currently doing that again now. And you just feel better. It's good for your soul. And it just kind of protects you better than if you weren't taking care of yourself. So the health thing was number one. Um, I think the importance of, of human beings and human touch and, and your family and friends, like true connection um, when it's absent, you really can tell like how you how a human being needs, you need love. You need hugs. You yeah. Need a, a uh-huh. From other yeah. people, um, other than your spouse. I mean, that's the great thing is like, listen, I've been together, but but to, to hug your friend or or to shake hands or 
you know, that was really lacking this whole year. And my parents are actually coming to visit next week, so I can't wait. It's been 15 months uh, since oh my I've seen gosh. them last in person. So I'm really looking forward to that. So I would say those are the two things, is that your relationships are really important and your health is really important. And we should spend our t- more time in our life on our health and our friends and family than maybe worrying about things that don't matter as much. Yeah. That's Absolutely. For everybody. Yeah, it's it's an, it's just a good way to go. So it, it it was a bad year. A lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people got sick. A lot of people lost their jobs. It was like a really terrible year. But through that adversity, a lot of good came out. It also kind of shined light on a lot of holes that we've had in our systems, in in and maybe relationships you might have had. It exposed a lot of stuff, and it allowed us to kind of be in this mess and go, all right, we have to put this puzzle back together. So what do we need uh, and what do we not need anymore? Yeah. And so that was another good, good thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you for answering that one. You ready for round two? I am ready for round two. Okay. In your wonderful nine and a half years on Days of Our Lives as Sunny, is there anything you have you wished that you and Chandler could have covered? You know, I I think um, if we were able to go through with an adoption or a surrogacy, I think would have been great. I, I think the story I think wrapped up um, with an A. But I think if we had maybe a, if we had about six more months to tell one more story of yeah. adopting or a surrogacy between um, Will and Sonny being two gay men together and un- mm-hmm. unfolding that story, like what is it like to adopt? What is it with? Because I learned a lot um, from Days of Our Lives playing Sonny, just in general. You know that I, I don't know. Like I haven't done research on that, but my char- my character would have. So when I was working, I'd be like, oh, wow, so this is how adoption works. Oh, surrogates, oh, wow, this is what people say. These are what your friends will ask. This is how you handle it. So I think it could have told a really good story, and I think that could have been a beautiful – because you could go on forever. Any show that I love, I wish it would have never ended. You know? Right. Why did did Breaking Bad end? Why why did The Sopranos end? Why did Modern Family or Friends end? Like, what the heck? Why did The Office end? Like, no, I need more. But – all of those are classics. I think what we created was a, was a classic love story that's going to live on forever. And I would just say that would have been just the cherry on top if we could have. Um, but also we were happily together and we made it back. And, you know, the last year that I was on the show, I really got to, uh, really got to use my instrument. Like, thank God. Like I'm really happy. I got 2019 because I yes. really got to play some storylines that allowed me to go to a place emotionally um, to challenge myself as an actor. So I feel very fulfilled because of 2019's work. Wow. Yeah, it would have been great for the fans to see that as well. And, you know, maybe somewhere down the road that just might happen. So we'll just yeah. keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, okay. I think that would be what they would do, if anything, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know where else they'd go. I feel like that would be the – but uh, who knows? I, 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 I never predicted a storyline. 
right. ever. Like I feel like anytime I get a script, I go, oh, wow, I didn't, I never thought of this. Like, cool, let's do it. So who knows what they would, what they would come up with in the future, yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, thank you, David, for your questions. And we're going to okay. go ahead and move on to Will. Hola, Freddie. This is Will, Willie from I'm Party Will. Hey, Will, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I want to say that I'm a big fan. Um, definitely love you at Sunny on Days. I would kind of hope that the writers can kind of get Sunny a little laid back instead of always wearing suits and ties. Because I liked it when you were like in the club with um, for uh, <laughs> Chad, and you guys got yes. to be a little laid back and a little casual. Nothing wrong with Sunny and Suits. I'm just saying it always feels like Sunny's a little too stiff, and he, we know that he's a free spirit. So I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. But I've got two questions for you. Um, exactly, the first yeah. one is, uh, what has been the most fun moment in playing Sunny Caracas? I would I would say the most fun is the um the response from the from the audience i you know we we had a I, I think everyone has their favorite characters on the show and because of our unique and special storyline we kind of had this little extra sparkle uh when it came to people loving our characters because not only did did they love what we were doing but it stood for something and it made a huge mm. impact, and that's the added bonus. And, and I never really knew that that's what was going to happen. So that was kind of a surprise to me. I always had the idea that we're going to tell this, this tasteful love story, but I couldn't have ever imagined what it was actually going to turn into. So as this unfolded over the years and then where it left off, I'm like, holy cow. So that was the most special thing to me, um, other than obviously as a professional having an experience of being on a TV show for nine and a half years, I I'm very grateful and blessed because that's very unique for someone to, to work in the industry for that long and that steady. Um, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm very appreciative of the opportunity that I had all those years. Uh, awesome. I love that. That's, that's, that's really I like that. That's really sweet. So my second question is, and this is a fan question from Hannah Carpenter. She was asking, um, do you have any favorite movies? Any favorite movies? I am going to give a slight generic answer because my, my favorite movies are most likely action films. It is my um, escapism. Me and my wife talk about this. Like her romantic comedies, are her escape and mine are action where if I sit down and watch an action film, I'm entertained. I'm not thinking about being an actor or director. I'm, I'm literally just escaping. So I would say like the fast and furious franchise, one of my favorites, um, Liam Neeson and taken. I mean, those are great. I mean, any big blockbuster action film, even the Marvel and, um, and movies like that. I just love action films. I think it's super cool because you watch these films and I go, how the hell do they do this? Yeah. This car <laughs> is falling out of a helicopter, landing in the middle of Times Square. Like, how? How is there a gorilla here? What? So yeah. I just think it's really cool. It's, it's magical to me because I don't know how they do it. But if I watch a comedy or a drama, I know how they're doing it and I could actually do it 
But with yes. action, I don't know how they're making the film. Like, I don't know how they're doing it. So it's still magic to me. And I lose myself in, the, in that type of movie. Well, well I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Alyssa. I'm into the rom-coms for my escapism. So, but, you know, action, I can definitely <laughs> see some of it. I like watching. But uh, rom-coms are number one. I think it's a woman-man thing. <laughs> I think so. I don't know what, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I think I want to be the action star, and I think maybe mm-hmm. Alyssa wants to be the woman who's romance. And I go, maybe right. i got to take some notes down here. All right, <laughs> what do I got to do here? Run through airports. Fill house well, if with you've roses. never seen This Means War, that, that will bridge the two of you guys together. Reese Witherspoon, Tom Hardy, um, this means war. <laughs> yes. It'll bridge your two worlds. It's a great film. Now that I can get behind. That's a date night. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. a great film. <laughs> well, thank you for answering my question. Um, I, you know, you know, there's a movie coming out on the 31st. It's um, Godzilla versus uh, King Kong on the March 31st on um, HBO Max. Give it a check. Check it out. I will. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, they say they, the visuals are amazing in that movie. So I agree with Lily. Check it out. <laughs> Thanks, Can't Will, wait. for your questions. Um, we're going to go ahead with Candace. Yes. Hey, Freddie. Hey, Candace. How are you? I'm doing good. I had the fortune of meeting you and everybody else at the Daytime Pride event in D.C., which was like, what? Almost two years ago? Yeah, that was almost yes. two years yeah. ago. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's before life paused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, <life>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I had to leave because I had to go back to work because I care so much about the kids. Uh, anyway, but, so, but yeah, so I'm just, I, I want to again congratulate you and Alyssa on the wedding and the podcast and everything that this year is going to offer to you guys. I'm just going to give you future congratulations all all around. So, Thank you. you thank you. You're welcome. So I have a couple of questions for you. Um, back in 2012, which seems seriously a long time, that's been a long time, uh, you had told fans that you were dealing with uh, Bell's palsy. Can you explain to our yes. listeners about your – can you explain to us – um, about your experience and how are you feeling today? Yeah, it was a uh, a random, crazy experience for me. I uh, I'll kind of do a condensed version for you, um, uh, so I don't take up too much time because this is actually a pretty long story. But the the I, I was going to Washington D.C. and uh, we were doing an event there, and we were um, we were you know talking about anti-bullying and uh, talking about health in schools. And it was, it, was a, it was a great event that I was looking forward to. And then on my way there, I fell asleep on the airplane. So I woke up an hour before we were going to land, and my face felt numb. And I looked mm. over at the person I was traveling with, the publicist at the time, and I said, is my face okay? And she goes, no. She goes, this looks crooked. And I said, this is so weird. And I started, like, Googling as soon as we landed what was going on. And then after I saw the symptoms, it, it sounded like it was Bell's palsy and it really frightened me because my grandma had Bell's palsy two years prior and she was 90 and she never got um, control of her 
face again. So she had, it got better, but her eye never really fully opened. Her, her mouth never really got back to a full smile. And I literally, for a brief moment, was like, my career's over if this never bounces back because the whole one side of your face goes numb. It almost looks like you had a stroke. And I ended up having to figure out what to do. A doctor came, he put me on steroids, and he says, you're young. You know, you're comparing it to your grandma. Mm-hmm. That's much different being 90, you're 22 or 23. You should bounce back in three weeks, hopefully. And I said, oh, okay, well, you know, that's the best I can do. And I ended up going to a CVS or a Walgreens or something, and I had to get my steroid prescription, and I had to get scotch tape because when you have Bell's palsy, your eye won't uh, close when you sleep, and it'll dry out, so you have to scotch tape your eye shut Keep the moisture. D- during the first week. Yeah, so, and then I went and did mm-hmm. an 18-hour event the next day which was crazy. My whole face, I couldn't smile. And so all the red carpets, they're like, smile. And I was just like kind of grinning. But I did the mm. whole day. I ended up flying back. And then gradually it started coming back where you would look in the mirror and you would smile and you would start seeing more and more of your teeth again. And then the last mm-hmm. thing that comes back was your, is your ability to whistle. So as soon as I knew I could whistle again, which took about a couple months, but my face looked normal after like three weeks. But it was a very scary experience, and um, a lot of people get it. You just don't hear about it often, and, and not right. a lot of people, but more than you would think. But it's not – most people aren't at risk of getting it, but they don't really know what causes it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So anytime I feel funny in my face, I always whistle so that I <laughs> – oh, do, yeah. do I have Bell's palsy? And I go – I go, oh, okay, I can whistle. I'm good. Right. <laughs> so that's so been like a little sure tick I've developed. that triggers – yeah, because they say, like, stress. Like, stress, lack of sleep. I heard lack of sleep kind of contributes, like, that's a trigger. And, like you said, it also can be genetic. And so, because I remember, I remember Twitter. <laughs> Everything happens on Twitter. And I think you had tweeted out, you had said, you know, you were pre-warning the fans. You were pre-warning us that there were some episodes coming up that the appearance, you were, you were going to look a little off. And I remember seeing it. I, at that time, that was when I was um, told that I had sarcoidosis, which is a low immune system, which also has Bell's palsy as one of conditions. So I was like, okay, I, I wanted to see what it looked like. You know, like everybody says, yeah. oh, I have this, I have this, and whatnot. And when I saw you, I was like, oh, okay. And I, because of you, I kept checking myself. I was like, okay, all right, left, left cheek, okay, left side. And like you said, the whistle, I just, I did the straw. Like, I just, you know, how to, you know, drink yeah. from the straw, because I also said that too. So I was going on because I didn't know, I, I didn't know. I was like, I don't know anything about this. I don't know how you could get it. So you were my, my textbook. I was like, okay, Freddie, Freddie face. Like, I was just like, okay, okay. And I kept checking, and then I looked, and I asked my doctor, and my doctor was like, it happens with younger people more than older people. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's something that I can say that was in my 30s. See, Freddie, there's another one. Yeah. I you start falling yeah, apart. Well, you're, you're... <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. You don't know when it's going to come or what's going to happen, but you know, luckily it doesn't happen too often. So it's too it's, often. It's, so right. you you were good then. You never had it. Yeah, I had I had I mean with with my condition, I had to take steroids. I had to take the prednisone. Oh god. <laughs> you know, I pro- you probably flinched when I said that too, because I flinch every time I say prednisone because I just get that chalky flavor in my mouth. But it was just like I said, you. And that's what I always say about soap, you know, soap actors, actors in this genre. You guys teach us things, and I don't know if you guys know that or not. Like, like I just said, you were my textbook. You were my example of what Bell's Palsy was. For me to go ahead and look it up and be like just, I was, not like comparing, but I just wanted to see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I'm glad that you're, you know, you're better and that you're not having any triggers that, you know, stress is under, you know, underwhelmed, you know, like you're good, you're living a good life and everything like yeah. that. But, yeah, so I just, yeah, so I just wanted to let you know that. So on behalf of other people who, who did that, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, thank you for sharing. Us. I think it's, yeah, we, we just, you know, and, and back then too, I'm glad that I was sharing, you know, I, I, I had a different idea of social media back then, but I'm glad that I was able right. still to share parts of it. But, yeah, I just feel like these days, you know, we all have the platform to share our, our story. And so, you know, I, I kind of just share everything now because there's going to be people who are going to find value or going to relate to different things in your life. So I, I just try to always just share as much as I feel comfortable sharing with people online. And this way, you know, I could potentially help someone because a lot of the knowledge and a lot of the help that I've received in my life has come from people sharing that information on social media or YouTube or anywhere. And I go, oh, wow this is helping me. Let me share my stories because I bet you I can help people too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Forward. I appreciate that. Not a, not a problem. So my next question is many people have favorite quotes they live by. Like for me, I have two quotes I live by. One, I am not interested in money. I just want to be wonderful. And the other one I have is the best thing to hold on to in life is each other. What quote or quotes do you live by and why? Well, I feel the quotes for me have, have changed throughout my life, depending on where I'm at in my life. And the one that's really, there's two that have really stuck with me. Um, and, and it's really just kind of helped me when it comes to, you know, career, um, career wise is the first one mm-hmm. is one that Bruce Lee said, and I don't know it verbatim, but essentially it, it's that it's not the increase in your life. It's the decrease. Hack away at the unessentials. A lot of our stress, a lot of our problems, a lot of, the, of us not having time or being too busy is that we have a lot of unnecessary things in our life that we can decrease. And a lot of people think, oh, I need something more in life. I need more happiness, more love, more money. And they try to increase. When if you just get rid of the unnecessary, you're going to open up a lot more time and space in your brain to succeed. So I always remember that. If I get overwhelmed, I go, you're taking on too much decrease, hack away at the unessential so you can refocus and, and, and move forward. And then the second one, which I've really needed, is from Winston Churchill. And he said success is being able to move from one failure to the next without losing enthusiasm. And that is huge. When mm. you do a lot of different projects, you're going to face a lot of failure. Oh God, yes. And sometimes you yep. can lose that burning yep desire and you go oh, like and 
And that's the key to success is how do you move from failure to failure without losing yeah. enthusiasm um, moving forward. So I always remind myself that like failure is part of the formula. If you fail, keep moving, keep that enthusiasm because you're gaining all this knowledge. So those two in the career aspect have really kept me grounded. And anytime I'm feeling out of place, I remember those two and they get me back in it. Those are both great. I mean, those are words mm-hmm. to live by. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was a great question. Thank you for that. that I, I, I love that. Yeah, but they change throughout your life, you know, depending on where you mm-hmm. are yeah, in your life. Did. There's going to be quotes that hit different. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think, I mean, I think I got those. Those have been my quotes since, whew, I'm going to say probably since I was like 18. And it just, it just spoke to me. And now this is my last Year as a thirty and then the thirty year old crowd, um be forty next year. I'm okay I'm okay with You'll that. Right, I'm girl. okay with it. Right. I'll be okay. I'll be fine. I'll be fine with it. You know, I still can't believe it and I, I you know, I take it with strive because, you know, some people didn't make it. But, you know, right. I'm 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 still here. I'm still here, but it's just I can't believe I'm thirty nine now. I'm gonna need therapy mm-hmm. later about this. But, um, <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna but, be great. It's a wonderful great. thing, girl. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's like, like, Freddie, when I see those videos about things about when you're 30, I'm like, yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh, yeah, sleep. I'm like, sleep. What what happened with me and sleep? Me and sleep used to be, it's like, okay, you would have two hours of sleep. You would think you just, like, would sleep for eight hours. Like, hey, girl, here I am. (laughs) No, not anymore. It goes, Freddie, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Oh, it goes honey, go look at what Betty White has to say about sleep, and it will change your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, Candace, for your wonderful questions. You're and last but not least, we have Anthony. Well, Freddie, 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 I am so glad that they actually saved me for last. Um. First and foremost, welcome to Florida. Uh, I literally, today is a year to the day that I live in Florida. I came to Florida for love on the same day that they announced officially it was a pandemic. I was supposed to go home right after Easter and, you know, figure things out and move down here, you know, in the fall, if not after Christmas of of last year. But the pandemic came along and and I stayed and it was the best, absolute best decision I've ever made. So welcome to Florida. Oh, it's a great everything. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm in Miami. I'll be in Orlando towards uh, the end of April. So maybe we could possibly have a drink, but you know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I have three questions for you, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. I I first met you and came into the Freddie Smith world uh, for Beverly Hills, which, you know, was a a great role for you. Um, And you are one of my dream guests. You know, the three dream guests that that I would have would be Miss Maura West, Mr. Tony Geary, and from your show, Miss Suzanne Rogers. And then right under that, you come, I swear to God, next. Um, oh, I love it. I answer. love it, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll know why answer my, when I give you my second question. My first question is an, a true and absolute fan question. And the fans want to know, how do you get through a scene with someone like uh, uh, Greg Reichart, who played Leo, or even better, 
she's Susan Banks, uh, the, oh my God, the incomparable, God, she is so good. How do you get through a scene with, with, with a character like Susan or a character like Leo without breaking? How do you do it? And, and are there breaks that we have never seen? You know, we, um, we get a lot of it out when you're rehearsing, you know, because after a while, if, you, if you're doing the same scene, you'll kind of get the laughter out of you. And so that really helps is kind of like going over it and over it and over it. And then also you just really have to trick yourself to go, look, you're not Freddie watching this talented actor. You are Sonny who is in this scene. So don't forget that. And then the added, not, I don't know if you want to call it a bonus, but the added um, thing to it is we're on a really tight schedule and it, there's kind of like a, an energy around there of like, look, like if you need an extra take, you have that extra take. We're here from you, for you. But if you could just do it in one, we would love that. And that's kind of the energy. So I never, we, we never go in going like, hey, it's, it's Freddy's hour. I can kind of mess around and have fun. It's like, no, people are really trying to get this done. So that added like pressure of this is kind of how we work. You just in your mind go, don't be the guy who messes this up. Like focus, this is your job and do it right. So I kind of use all three together to get through that. And I only broke once with Greg Rickert. Um, and that was the only time. So I, I think in my entire nine and a half years, I think I've only broke with laughter like two or three times, but a lot of it's not funny. It's a lot of drama. So you don't, it's not like we're doing a comedy where I'd probably break more, but there was probably only two or three times and once with Greg Ricker. And it was the line where he goes, you can call me uncle Leo. Or and it was the way he said it that I, cause I, I don't, I don't look at him. Like you'd have to look at his forehead so that on camera it would, you would, he would, it would look like I'm looking him in the eyes, but I'd really focus on his forehead so that I wouldn't, cause if you make contact with his eyes, you'll see yeah. his soul <laughs> and you up. will yeah. die laughing. Yeah. So I, I, I look between his eyes or forehead. I have to imagine that it's the same with, um, Oh God, why is it breaking? Why is her name not coming to me with, uh, uh, who plays Susan? Um, God, Stacey. she's so talented. Stacy, Stacy, yeah. thank you, Stacy Heideck. Um, I have to imagine that you have to look away or something to not break up, especially, God, that scene about the you know cutting the rope through with her teeth. I, I, it, it, I would never, I would never have been able to get her. There's no way. You know, <laughs> you know what, you know what really helps too though is is how the character feels about, like when I was working with when the characters uh, Sunny and Susan were together. Sunny was, was kind of feeling what the audience was feeling, where you're kind of looking at her and it's okay to think that she's like a little off and you're, you're, it's like kind of okay to crack a smile. It's kind of okay to be confused. But with Leo, I hated him. So there was yes. no smiling or confusion. So I could yeah. not even for a second grin because sometimes if you let that pressure out like if Susan's going to make you laugh and you kind of just you know (laughs) you know do like a a, it it gets that pressure of the laugh out but with Leo it was the hardest because of how I despised him there was nothing funny to Sonny but everything funny to Freddie so that actually Susan was more enjoyable because I was I was in it with the audience but with Leo it was much harder because I felt the complete opposite as my character would 
So I'm taking point of privilege. I have three questions for you. My second question, um, I am a member of the LGBTQ community. And I, first and foremost, thank you. <laughs> Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, we often look at the screen and we see representation that's very campy. We see representation that almost looks like what we feel inside, who we are, et cetera. Um, you know, like I said, I, I came across you on Beverly Hills and, and, you know, you're not really hard to look at. You're, you're, you're kind of adorable. So, you know, it's <laughs> easy to, to fall into whatever character you're playing. And then all of a sudden came Sir, Sonny Kiriakis. Um, so my, my second question is twofold. Knowing that, you know, the super, cu- the super couple era was the 80s, the 90s, and early 2000s. And then all of a sudden came Sonny and Will. And you guys rocketed as, and there were other couples before you, you know, there was Noah on, on another show on another channel and, and General Hospital was playing with a little bit, but none of the LGBTQ couples have taken to, have the audience taken the way that they've taken. So it, like I said, it's a, it's a twofold question. Knowing the effect that you had for LGBTQ, especially, you know, young gay men, who really want to still believe that they have that they have the potential for a happily ever after? Um, did you, as you were going into and and living through this storyline, did you know how much it was going to mean to the community? And having played, you know, having played the story for now, because no one's ever done and gone in Salem, but having played through the story for now, do you feel that the story that you played? gave justice to the LGBT community. And, and like I said, the first part is, do you realize how much you have meant to those of us that, that really want to believe that there's a happily ever after for us? Well, you, you said a lot of, you hit a lot of nails on the head. Um, and, you know, to, before I answer your first question, the, I, I, I am so happy, especially in retrospect, like I can really visualize what happened and what we created with Wilson now that I've been off the show. Because sometimes when you're in it, it's still your work. It's still your responsibility. You have to wake up. You have stories to tell. You're, like you're in it, so you're almost like attached to everything as a work thing. Now that I've been done, I've looked back in retrospect, and it really hit another level for me of, wow, like what? this is crazy. Like a once-in-a-lifetime crazy experience that was just so beautifully done. And I really give props to days for writing a truthful love story. And that's why people loved us. Cause like you said before, it's, it, it can sometimes be campy and, 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 and dare I say, even these days, some of it is, is, is forced. Yeah. And I don't like it. It's like you're yes, doing forced. it to check a box, which to yes. me is defeating the purpose. Like, why is it a, why are you forcing it? Like, it should be real. Like, how, how is it 2021 and they're still being forced LGBTQ storylines? Like, what's, the, like, why, why is there an agenda? Why can't you just tell a story? Like, have you watched Shit's Creek? I have. Yeah. Have you ever seen that show? That is done beautifully. I love oh it. I don't God, know yeah. if, you, if you loved it, but I loved how real it was. They didn't have to mention anything. I think there are certain times where you do, like in, in Will and Sonny's storyline, where you have to 
that was the point is that you want to show the whole journey. But I feel like we've come a long way and I think most people are doing a great job. But like you said, there's still a little campiness every now and then there's still a little forcefulness every now and then. And hopefully they can evolve past that where it's just fully integrated and we can just all celebrate the movement that we've all made together. Um, your first question, I had no idea, like none whatsoever, that it would be this big. I, I just, I don't think I had the tools uh, emotionally and personally at 22 years old to even understand. You know, I didn't have that big of a world perspective back then. And for me to grow as a person and with this character for that decade and to see the response um, blew me away. I'm still to this day, I had no idea it was going to be that big of an impact. And I'm so proud of the work that we did. So um, that was just an incredible experience. And then what was your second portion of the question? I'm sorry, I, I my, forgot where you were. My second part of the question was, you know, the whole supercarpal, you know, it goes with soaps. Once in a while, you get some nighttime entertainment that, that forms a, you know, coming to mind would be scandal, of course. Um, but, you know, the super couple thing is, is a daytime thing. So, oh, you know, yes, as much as there has been some LGBTQ romance going on, you know, as the World Turns did it, General Hospital has done it multiple times, uh, All My Children did it. It wasn't until Sonny and Will, you know, the rawness and the realness of the relationship that was portrayed and then it hit super couple status. I mean, there were, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, both straight and gay, that were rooting for Sonny and Will to find the way through all of the obstacles that the brilliant writers threw in, in, in the path of Sonny and Will. Did you realize that the yeah. super couple status was what it was, and what does it mean to you now? I mean, yeah, that's how you really make a stamp in history. It is the super couple status. And, and in the thing that when you look back at it, what, what was really done is that they told a love story. That was the basic ingredient of Will and Sonny. Yes. Is that it, it, it was just, they go, these two people are in love. And that's how it was portrayed. So I think, you know, even moving forward with super couples, I think that they, they, there could still be super couples in today's world it just has to be based on love. The reason people want us to be together, like you said, gay or straight, is because love is universal. And you root for people who you can see have love and you want them to be together. And, um, and it's, just, it's just been amazing. So I, I'm, I'm just so proud of the whole entire book of work that we did, the impact that it made. And th there was even um, one of my recent favorite stories I like to share because I've heard from a lot of young gay men who were able to come out because of our storyline. I have so many amazing coming out stories, and that just touched my heart. And recently, I got one of my first um, uh, uh, tweets, or I can't remember where it came from, but it was a, a woman who is straight and said that she never really understood love between two men. She, she said she never had anything against it, but she just didn't understand but after watching Will and Sonny, she understands it. And if her son or grandson were ever to come out as gay, she would accept it because she now understands because of our storyline. Wow. That's, that's huge. It gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Like, saying it. Like, it is. What? Like, that's so cool because it just showed that she was, didn't understand. And because of our work, now she does. And she's open. And I think that is how change needs to be made. And I think mm -hmm. that is our biggest issue in 2021 is that 
people aren't trying to create change through inspiration and storytelling. They're trying to bully people into change and demonizing the opposite idea. And you're only pushing people further apart. If that woman 10 years ago was called a bigot, not that she ever was, but if she was attacked for not understanding, she would have probably taken a harder position against it. But because we told a inspirational love story, she was able to learn without feeling attacked or bullied. And that's how she was able to feel enlightened and go, oh, wow, this is awesome. So we need more of that in today's world, but it just isn't the culture for some reason. It's just way too aggressive and people aren't learning because they're being demonized rather than being inspired to take a look and to learn. So we have to somehow figure out how to do that at a big scale. And I don't know what that's going to be, but I just think that's the problem. It's just, what's the solution? And that's basically where we're at these days. Like, how do we, how do we create a solution for this? So I had, I said I had a third question and it's also a twofold question, but before I I actually pose the question, I just want to say thank you. Thank you from the LGBTQ community for having the courage to take the leap that you took the leap of faith into the art, into what you were presenting. There's no way that if you didn't fully commit to what you were playing, that it would have come across as the magic that it came across on screen. And you gave a community. Now I'm, I'm a little older than you and I've already come out. And I've already accepted who I am and, and all the things that come along with that. But being able to see it on a day-to-day basis in, in a story, continuing story that I absolutely love to watch it made my world, it, it gave me fireworks, it gave me happiness, it gave me validation and joy. And if you didn't fully commit to playing it, you know, and Chandler and Guy as well, you know, the three, all of you, uh, Leo as well, um, Greg Reichardt, if you guys all didn't fully commit to playing the characters that you were playing, it wouldn't have come off authentic, it wouldn't have resonated with the audience at large, but most importantly for me, to the LGBTQ community, it wouldn't have come off as authentic. We wouldn't have bought into it. So first and foremost, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting go and having the faith to play the character that you played. So as oh, a fan. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that, that's, that means the world to me. Thank no, you and, so much. And I mean that from the, I have wanted you, and I'm sorry about the snafu that happened late November coming to the show and all that, but, you know, that's behind the scenes stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, so from a stand, a fan standpoint, like, you know, a lot of people want to know when, when you were presented with what you'd have to play, it's, you know, it's, it's gotta be daunting to know that you're going to have to kiss another man, that you're going to have to put on screen love in this way. Were there moments where you said, you know, to yourself, I've got to let go of being Freddie and just let Sonny be Sonny. How did that work? Looking back at the whole process of it all, knowing what you've done for the LGBT community, was it worth it? Oh yeah. No, it, yeah, it, it was totally, totally worth it. I, um, I, I was really nervous. I think for, for our first kiss outside in the Brady pub, I, I remember my heart pounding for that. Um, but I think I would have been nervous in general, male or female, because it's just awkward. Like mo- most kissing and lovemaking is done in the heat of the moment and or because there's genuine love and, 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 um, and yeah. trust between people and you're like in the moment. But when you're on set, like you're just hanging out and then all of a sudden you're put into this scenario with 50 cameras 
microphones, makeup. So I, I think regardless when you're doing love scenes or, or makeout scenes, if it's male or female, you're just a little nervous because it's not, it's, it's like out of the box. It's not what you're used to um, in an intimate setting. Um, but I definitely had that little extra nerves during the first kiss. And once we did, I think it took maybe like a year where we slowly got to know each other. Um, and then, yeah, we just let go. I mean, there was someone who works in props and his name is Elbert. And I remember he even told me one day, he goes, he goes, you gotta let the, the character take the driver's seat and just let the character do its thing. And I said, you, you know, you're so right. And so it, it took about a year. And then once we slid into that pocket, it was just magical and beautiful. Me and Chandler got to know each other. Me and Guy got to know each other very quickly. Christopher, Sean, like all the amazing people that I worked with over the years, we just made sure we were comfortable with each other. And, um, and this is like a cool thing that I learned is I never, I, I stopped thinking about it as like, oh, this is a, this is a guy because it, once the characters were in love, that's what I was portraying. And I know what love feels like. Love doesn't feel different for a gay man or a straight man. Love oh my God, thank you. is love. So when I'm looking at whoever I was looking at, people would say, oh, you have great. I mean, like I'm playing love. And so no matter who it was, I know what love feels like, just like I know what sadness is and anger. And you just portray that emotion and it just kind of fell into place. So the past like seven, eight years, um, once that kicked in, it became second nature and it was no big deal. It was kind of like the nerves went away. Um, and, you know, you just pop in some Altoids before to get rid of your lunch breath and you go to town. <laughs> oh, those Altoids. Freddy, you know, no matter what, and I know nobody wants to be defined as an actor for one character, but no matter what comes, you have given the LGBTQ community. And I'd love to say this to Guy or Chandler, but unfortunately the way that the storyline was written, there was a lot of through way. You've given the LGBT community something to hold on to, something to look at, and be very, very, very proud and to aspire to. And the fact that you went all in, and it, it, it really showed on screen that it didn't – you weren't a, a straight guy playing some gay character. You were a guy who was playing someone in love. And that was the first time, I think, really, honestly, network, whether it be nighttime or daytime television, it was the first time that it came through authentic like that. So no matter what happens in your career going forward, thank you from the LGBTQ community for giving us that representation the way you gave it with all of your passion, with all of your heart. Because if you didn't put your passion and your heart in it the way you did, it wouldn't have come across the way it did. Amen. The writing was wow. amazing. Yeah, I'm never yeah. going to take away from that. But if you didn't commit to that writing, it wouldn't have come across the way that it came across. Well, that's so nice of you. Thank you so much. That that means the world to me. And um, yeah, it, it, it was super special. And, and I'm, I'm so happy that I was able to be a part of, of that storyline. And and it, it was awesome. So I, I appreciate you saying that because that's our, that's our goal. When you're an actor, you want to affect the audience. And we we did that. And so I feel like we did our job and that's just that cherry on top, you know, is that we not only enjoyed our job, did it well, but we made a positive impact and you don't always get to do that. You know, sometimes actors, they get to have that fulfilling moment, get to be challenged and it's entertaining, but how often do you get to truly change people's lives with a storyline? So I'll, I'll always be grateful for this experience. 
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Anthony, for your questions. And Freddie, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm sorry we kept you a little bit longer, but we could talk to oh, you no, for days on end. <laughs> yeah, we could. I, I, I love having good combo. You all asked so many great questions, and I appreciate the thoughtful questions. And um, and also, too, Anthony, um, you know, in the in the future, um, we're going to try to figure out a way to start getting together with people. It's definitely on the top of our list. So I love that you're that you're nearby. And once we kind of feel safer with things like opening up and getting together, um, we'll, we'll plan something. You know, I, I've been really wanting to connect with people. I'd love to be able to shake your hand. And so um, sometime in the future, we'll we'll figure out something and and uh, oh my we'll God, get together you. and and do some sort of yeah. I, I, We're in Orlando all the time. We have family there. So I, I really do hope that we get to break bread, have a drink, and, and be able to celebrate everything. And I know your career is only going to go leaps and bounds from where you are. The passion that you put into making the character real and making the character relatable, there is no way that you're not going to I, – I predict one day you're going to be accepting the gold, the gold Oscar and saying, wow, it all started with Beverly Hills or, you know, when I first mm-hmm. kissed Will. <laughs> Candace, yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying, right, yeah. Carl? Yeah, yeah exactly. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, thank, yeah, like, thank you, know? thank you. I'm like, I know him. I'm gonna be like, I know him. Like, I know him. Well, we can go to and I want to thank you again. We're having a toast in person. I promise I'll call you with Freddie. And he can tell you how much he loves you. <laughs> That's a deal. That's a deal. And and if there's ever a time you want you want me back on, I love being able to to share ideas and chit chat. So don't hesitate. I would love to pop on anytime and have uh, open conversation like this. So thank you all for your time and every and everything. All the questions. It's been great. So I appreciate you all. Oh, thank You're you. Too. He said hi and thank you and tell her thank you for letting us have you for the hour. Yeah. I will. I'm sure she was happy about it. I'm wait- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait for another TikTok. I'm going to wait for another TikTok video to drop of mm-hmm. you pretending to be her because I want one with t- her pretending to be you. Again, yeah. I want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just saying. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll be on it. We'll be on it. Keep a lookout and we'll we'll have some good ones dropping right. soon. <laughs> all right. Take fun. care, Freddie. Thank Take you. Care, all right. Thank Take you care. All be safe. Have a great night. All right, you right, too. You Bye-bye. He's so much fun and so interesting, so creative, yeah. so, uh, I mean, funny. Oh, my gosh, he's funny. And, and you've all, anybody who's listening, you really need to follow him on social media. Um, you do. I'm telling you, you're missing out on tons if He's one of your favorite people, one of your favorite actors, characters, whatever it might be. Yes. You really need to follow him on social media, especially Instagram and his YouTube. And don't forget about his upcoming event on YouTube. Um, uh, what do you say? The Freddie and Alyssa hey. show clips, right? right. Clips, yeah. yeah. Clips. And so, Pam, um, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for making this all work out. The snafu behind the scenes between the production uh, publicity and his actual people. I, we were supposed to have a date in, in November and thank God it all ended up working out. Um, as you guys know, behind the scenes, I have to pop off. I actually have an American council of the blind uh, virtual convention meeting. And if 
I, I came out, so to speak. I came out of the closet a long, long time ago. But I came out on Take Two Radio a couple of weeks ago being completely blind and having lost my sight. And, and so I've, yeah. I've become very, very entrenched in the American Council of the Blind. And because of the pandemic, where they're no longer able to do in-person conventions. So they're setting up a virtual convention, and I'm part of that planning meeting. So as much as I would love to do the rest of the show, I have to pop off because they've asked oh, me yeah. to see a couple of programs. Mm-hmm. I love you all. Pam, Willie, David, Carolyn, you're not here, but you know I love you. And, of course, my candy girl, <laughs> Candy, Candy, Candy. I love and you. Well. I wish I could stay for the rest <laughs> okay. of the show, but I will Bye. be back in two Take weeks. Take care of yourself. You guys know it. Bye. All right. Thank all right. you. Take care. Bye. Okay, well, you know, I was going to pop off now, but I I have to stay because we have to talk about General Hospital. I don't care which show you guys wanted to start with. We usually do a bold and beautiful, but I got to do General Hospital. You know I got to do General Hospital. Okay. I'm, Let's go. I'm just, Let's go. oh, my God. Let's go, Pam. I have Let's not go, seen today's yet, but I'm I'm in a... Ah, a quandary, I guess you could say. You guys know how mm-hmm. I feel about Peter, you know, that mm-hmm. I love him. And oh, anytime yeah. you guys bring up the, the mention of him being killed or whatever, it's like, nope, 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 stop. Don't even talk. To, don't have, go there. Have the whole story planned out. Don't go there. That's it. Is you that know? why you haven't been listening to the show? <laughs> oh, who says I don't listen? Who says I don't listen? Because we, no, because but, we no, keep talking about Peter every show. Basically. Yeah, well, you know, it's there's there's always that fast forward button. Um, <laughs> so, but I'm in a quandary because I love and adore Roger Howard, and what happened? Better not. I mean, from what I've read. He's mm-hmm. coming back, but yeah. we don't know if he's coming back as Franco. Would he make an appearance back as Todd Manning from One Life to Live, now that that is possible? Or is he going to come back as a new character? He best not be coming back as a ghost. That's all I can say. <clears throat> Thoughts? Oh, I was um, thinking you think, you think maybe it could be a lot of flashbacks? That's a possibility. Uh, come on, Candace. I got to give it up to Maxie. Let's give it up to Maxie. She finally got a clue. Here's yeah. the thing. Okay. <clears throat> I, I said this to some, to, to some of my friends, and some of them, you know, may not agree with me on this. I, first of all, we don't know how long, quote, like, we know he's returning in May. That's what, you know. And he's trusting the writers to deliver a good thing. With that being said, I'm sorry, folks, but I think Franco is really gone. Rest in peace, Franco Baldwin. You lived a good life, even though you did some. No, 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 no. It can't be. It can't be. He's got to come back. He's got to come back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. If they do away, because I I said this, is that we also got to remember this, you know, and I, I told this to a lot of people. They're they're making Peter to be Pam, cover your ears. They're right. making <laughs> Peter all around like everybody now has a stake in getting rid of him. 
like for real. And there's the shocker, the shocking death that Peter has done, which is Franco, because it was either that or a tumor that was going to get Franco out, right? Okay. I think, in the weird way of General Hospital, they could have him come back as a recast Drew. Now listen to what I say yeah. first before. We, oh, I've seen we, that you know, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that again? I think they're Pam. Cover your ears. <laughs> I think this is a setup. Like the next couple of weeks, maybe two months. This is probably going to be Peter's end game. And who better to end it than? the person that he, quote-unquote, killed on a plane overseas that we never really saw a body, even though we got the memories and stuff like that, would be Drew. Like, if they said of a who did something to Peter, who uh, who done it, you would not think it was it was Drew, okay? And I could see them bringing Roger on to wrap that storyline up. I can see that. Now, with that being said, I also can – I would try to – I would really be interested in seeing how they would do this but I also can see them bringing him on as Todd Manning. And I know what y'all are saying. What? Why? Okay. For those who don't know, Todd Manning was on General Hospital before Prosser Park got involved. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it would be, and the thing is, is that, you know, Frank, Frank still, like, like, Frank will still try to push in a little bit of one life to live. We saw that with Nora Buchanan. It, it would be kind of, it would, um, unless they have Kathy the Piva come over, I don't even see that happening. Like, and, and, and that, you know, if they did, again, I would be interested to see it. Right now, I'm just curious. I am curious of how they're going to do this. And, yeah. And, well, yeah, you I know what? Wanna, I, I just want to wait and see. I'm thinking, you know, like, you were mentioning about him coming back as Drew and not knowing how they do it. And I'm thinking that maybe, okay, Franco isn't dead, but because of all the stress and trauma and the brain tumor and all that, you know, that he's gone through and he comes, you know, this is not a real death and he comes back, but he's now full fledged Drew in his head until they remove that tumor. So while he's full fledged to uh, Drew in his head, that's where he comes back to get his revenge on Peter. I, I mean, I can see that too, but I'm also like, to me, that's a Cassadon thing. You know what I mean? Like for it, like I'm just, I'm just really curious because if we're going to have, and I think I've talked to some people about this, is that if you have Drew take like in Franco's body, then. Are we going to do a Drew and Elizabeth? You see what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. kind of we still have like, that baby coming. We still have that baby. We still have. Yeah, but oh. that's Peter's baby. Right. No, 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 no. No, we still have. But. We still have the baby that um, was. Uh, oh, what was her name? Tamara Braun. Kim. Kim's baby. Oh, yeah. that that baby. Yeah, I mean that, and that's. A, I mean, to me, I think that's not even going to be written in or anything like that. I just think, I, I like right now. This is a real interesting situation because you know when we saw that episode and we knew that Roger, you know, there was some negotiations. He did, you know, took pay cut and stuff like that. Um, 
it was like, okay, is this this was this going to be the shock? Because remember, they kept saying there was going to be more budget cuts on General Hospital, and we all was like, is this is this going to be the big one? Is this is going to be the one that really just be like, you know what? Here you go, self Twitter, Roger Howard's out. So when they said, you know, when his interview saying I'm taking a hiatus, but he's doing cameos which $100, right. but all proceeds goes to Feeding America. So if you know somebody who is a loving fan, one life to live, yes, he was on Gone Light, as well turns, and Dawson Creek fans, y'all remember, he was Joey's professor. Yes, if you yes. want him to give you a shout-out, go to Cameo.com, and it's $100, and like you said, the proceeds go to, to Feeding America. With that being said, he said he's going to be doing that while he's taking a hiatus, and then he's going right. to be back, and he trusts the writers. So I'm, you know what, General Hospital, you got me interested. We, you know, General Hospital, we had our moments. We've had our moments. But I yep. must say, this was like really good because I, I, I want to make, a, I want to give a shout out, if, if that's okay, to William Lipton. Uh, that's going to be my next. So go ahead. Yes. And, and Ken and yep. Ken Schreiner and Jeannie Francis. Mm-hmm. Let me tell yes. you, Ken Schreiner and and Jeannie Francis. That's the house that they built called That's General right. Hospital. Because right. that, to me, the scene that broke me was something that I've actually heard before. It should be a law that the child does not die before the parents. I've lost three children, and I mm-hmm. love the fact that he said, because some General Hospital fans probably don't even know about Logan. But when he said I Karen, Logan, Logan and, and Franco, and I'm like, it came out to play i was like thank you writers because to me it was like of course you because and and this gh this is the perfect time to bring serena baldwin into play yeah because she didn't even get to know franco like that like that was like you could tell the rage especially the moments leading up to franco's like again william lipton i see a i see Honey, let me just say this. You deserve the Jonathan Jackson treatment in a sense of you are a bright star. Can we get William on the show? You are a bright star, honey. <laughs> shine. Shine. And you yes. have Rebecca Herbs. Yes. And Rebecca Herbs okay. does not get an Emmy noise. I'm calling I'm for a ride. I'm call- I'm not even William William too. Yes. That's what I when I when he <laughs> was when right. he broke down. When he broke down, oh when he God. found out Franco had died, I mean, he, he, I, it, it, you know, was, I don't tear I up easily, him. but, whoa. Because you got to realize that's the fourth father he's lost. Yeah. If, we're going to, if you're going to go there, he's lost four. One, he didn't know. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them has, like, well, Lucky, you know, I'm, I don't like how they did that with Lucky. But Lucky's gone. You had Rick. You had Franco. Like, you and, and and he's been through. Cameron has been traumatized enough. He loved yeah. two of his friends. He was mm-hmm. almost shot at. Like this boy cannot get a break. And the fact that Elizabeth, I broke when Elizabeth felt it. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god. When mm-hmm. her and Laura, when her and Laura was in the scene at the jail, at the police police station, you know yeah. the scene came, I flashed back to is when she found out that Lucky died in the fire. I was mm-hmm. like, this is. About the connection, yeah. and GH. I got to. I, I want to say this real quick. GH, where's Elizabeth's family? Mm-hmm. Get Stephen Lars out of jail. 
Get Tommy yeah. on. Get his mama. Let's find out Gregory Harris is really um, playing Elizabeth's father. That, but she didn't know. I don't know. But <laughs> to me, this is this was classic General Hospital straight from the nineties. Yeah, um, 2000s. I, yes. I haven't felt like this since Tamara Braun when she thought that Michael died. I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Emmy's all around. Yep. yep. These <laughs> are these are these are not just Friday cliffhangers. This is like everyday nope. cliffhanger type yeah. of thing. But, and yeah. keeping you on the edge of your seat like no other. Um, I mean... Oh, I've just been pulling my hair out with what's been going on and, and waiting. Now, and, and, now, and now that you have the whole, besides that story with Franco, the paternity about Chase. I mean, yeah. I was like, oh, we're, we're going to expose everything now. Like, this isn't going to be a hush-hush yeah. little thing. I like, was totally was, shocked. I was totally shocked when they came out with that. At the, I was like, "What? Now it's happening? Right now? <laughs> you're talking about? You're telling them? This is this is this is those moments where, again, like I said, if you if you watch General Hospital in the '90s and early 2000s, this this is what you're seeing. This is how it used to be every day. It like you said, it wasn't cliffhanger Friday. It was mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh my God, I can't yep. wait for the next day. It's must see yep. to borrow from NBC. That was must-see TV. When you have various storylines that somehow connected, that is what you're doing. General Hospital, and I think everybody across the board has said it, ever since corona hit and when everybody was coming back, you know, General Hospital has been by far the best soap because they've been doing – they threw out – the stuff that they, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of scripts, a lot of papers. I hope they re- recycled those papers um, that was, you know, tossed aside. And for Dan, Chris, the writers over there, everybody to say, you know what, we need to get in sync here. We need to do the show justice. We need to give the fans what they wanted. They wanted wrap-ups to certain storylines. We're going to make it possible. We're going to connect these characters to this. We're going to put these characters in different situations, like a Jason and a Brit. We're going to have, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened. It's like this is a whole new show. Like they reconstructed this show to be better. And I know I know what some people are thinking. You guys are getting too far ahead. What if they, like, next week they, like, they, they suck? I'm going to tell you something. Next week they're not going to suck. Why? Because there's two returns next week. There's two returns next week. And 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 what one of them we had on the show? Yep, Chad. Can anybody? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and what about when Maxie told Anna? What about when Anna, when when Maxie tells Anna that she's done with her? That's also another credit. It goes back to the history of the show, which again, Candace, you you hit the nail on the head. I love that they're doing this bump, bump, bump every day. It's so exciting. General Hospital's on fire. We don't need a cliffhanger Friday. They're doing it every day. It's exciting. Let me say about that. But told Anna that they're done after everything that Anna kept secrets from her. It goes back to the history, which is great. General Hospital is back on, you know, they're back on the map. Let me, they're on fire again. I love it. Yeah. Let me just say this about Fiona Hughes. I, gotta, I just got to give a shout out to her. I see an Emmy nomination for her, too. 
Because the thing is, is that, Anna, you know you were wrong. I can see where your heart was at. I can see that. But you were so wrong on all of this. The fact that everybody was in hell, <laughs> they was just like watching Dr. Obrecht. Because this is, cause Peter took out, I, I just loved how they executed this. I was like, nobody better not get married. I said, if one of these couples get married, I'm going to be mad. Because both of them are toxic. When Finn looked at her and said, you've been keeping this from me, but you told him. Yeah. 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 I would I would have been straight up and said, yeah, I did. Just like you've been keeping secrets from me, too. But we're not going to do it. See, I would have wrote that whole scene completely different, but, but we would get we would still have gotten to the bottom of that. Did I feel bad for Peter? Pam, come here. No. No, I didn't. I actually was laughing the whole time. I was like, ah! <laughs> the only thing better is to play the baby you wasn't his. Witch cackling girl over there. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> like, like when he said, when he told Valentine, when he said that was the best part, when he said to Valentine, "What you knew too?" Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I have to say, as much as I love him, uh, you know, it's it's basically, I don't know if it's so much that I love the character of Peter. I, I love Wes Ramsey. I mean, I was not knowledgeable of him previously, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of here and there in other projects, of course, but um you know, like from another soap, like you guys were, but, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's because he, to me, he has such charisma and he just, he's just, I don't know. I just like watching him and, you know, maybe I might not be happy about a storyline or where they go with him or whatever. And, I know a lot of other fans aren't. I know there's, oh, my gosh, I don't even want to go on social media. But, um, I, I mean, I have to say that I'm not going to give him a break because I like him that he shouldn't get his comeuppance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there, I said it. I'm just, I, now I'm, are you I'm, happy? I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. so proud of you. This is called this is called. Oh. Folks, this is called. What's growth. it called? It's a breakthrough. It's, yeah, it's a personal growth. It's a personal. It's you know what, Pam? I'm so proud of you right now. So you know the next thing you have to admit to. You know what you got to mm. admit to next, right? No, 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 nothing else. That's it. I'm done for oh, today. So my question <laughs> is, my question is, what do you think about Tristan's cameo, and then Wes going on Instagram? Hmm. I, okay. Let me just say this. Yep, Candace, you have backstory my, my, with that one. Yeah, my my opinion does not reflect on those of Take Two Radio. Um, if anybody would like to address me, feel free on social media. If you're disrespectful, I will block you. Okay. Um. <laughs> first and foremost, the cameo. As everybody knows, Cameo is pretty much a personal video towards you and the actor or actors or whoever. Um, The person was asking a question of, you know, 
you work with, you know, you, you work with so many people like who's your, you know, like how is it working with this, this, and this, and this, and this, and stuff like that. So basically the clip that everybody saw was just what, you know, was addressing the fact that Wes Ramsey is a talented actor. Now, Pam, I remember him from Gone Light, Charm, Venice, of course, Gone Light back again, and then, you know, and in between, you know, shows. So I can attest to the fact that he is a good actor. The character of Peter, and I've said this so many times, is a character that was only supposed to be there for a short story arc, six months at the most. And they've tried everything to make this character work, and it's been really a disservice to other characters in the pro- in the in, in in the life. That being said, Tristan spoke as a fan of the show. I don't think he was being disrespectful. I think he was giving his opinion about everything. Yeah. I think That's exactly what it is, was. It was his opinion, right. and he said he opinion. respects Wes, uh, Wes Ramsey yeah. as an actor, as an mm-hmm. as a person. He he so, thinks he's right. very and talented. He, 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 he just thinks talented. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing is, is that Tristan Rogers has been on this show for over forty years, on and off. So when it comes down to how General Hospital is, he's one person that I would actually respect his opinion about certain things. And, yes, I'm going to say this, too. We all, all of us that are listening, all of us on the phone and elsewhere, can also give our opinions about how the show has been written for for characters, for storylines, we've been doing, you know, we've been doing this show for a long time. We've been talking about how some of these storylines are like, and eh, and eh, and eh, these characters shouldn't have been on this. That's our opinion. I think fans felt a certain difference because he's an actor on the show and he shouldn't have been saying that. Again, here's here's where it, again, Christian was talking to a fan one on one, just like Freddie was talking to us today. So right. some of the things that may have been said may not settle well with you. That's okay. That's your opinion about it. Now, where I will will kind of differ is after that was done, Wes Ramsey went on Instagram to address pretty much people would say, well, what do you think about Tristan Rogers? What do you think? And to me, I thought so that was a little, again, it's, everything is different. I don't think there was any harm in what Tristan Rogers has said. Now, if he would have said the following, okay, Wes Ramsey is a terrible actor, and we all know why he's a terrible actor. He can't, you know, da-da-da-da-da. He says about Juilliard, da-da-da-da. His character should have been gone a long time ago. He's a dis- disservice to General Hospital and characters that should be on, on canvas right now. Yeah, da 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 He did not do none of that. He was getting no. his honest opinion, his own opinion at that, to a fan who asks, well, how does it work to work with, with uh, Fiona and with Wes, and, you know, what would you like to see more of, and da-da-da-da-da. That's all. And I think people did take it out, because I could name five actors who you, who's on social media, not Cameo, but social media, who give their take about the shows, too. But mm-hmm. guess what? It's their opinion. I, right. So to me, right. I it was not I anything, anything negative. It. it was not anything it really negative. It really wasn't. So, 
you know, anybody that thinks otherwise, I'm sorry, but you're wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion. But let's move on from that because we've got uh, a 30, couple, like 32 minutes left. Um, as far as um, Maxie and the baby, I, I, I almost thought that she was going to stick with him, but then she went ahead and she threw it on, you know, with, that she's not going to, that she's got to do the best for her baby. What do you think Peter's going to do next after she said that? Because you know he's not going to let her go. Okay. Okay. So I thought about this, and I thought about the history about Maxie, which then went into Georgie. And I thought about Georgie out of this. I think Peter's going to kidnap that child. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I would think so too. It would it would some it would be something Faison would do. So I expect Peter to take over like Faison right. would do. And and not only that, okay, Pam, cover your ears. If they're not going to kill him, which I you know kind of want, I'm just saying. I can see Peter running off with that child, and that'll be like and that'll, that'll be his out. They're like a good like. Oh my God! I don't know where you took the baby. <laughs> I can I can see that I can see Peter doing that, just because he will finally be able to give that child something that he did not have, which is crazy. But you know, yeah, and I mean we're talking about you. Peter. Even though I do want him, I do want you and know. And again, a, that's the crazy dusty. part, which is cool in a way because that's also a Cassidang move. Uh, what's her name? Um. Helena would have done something quite crazy and wicked like that too. Right. Exactly. But see, see, Helena would have been like more like to me. I just can see Peter, you know, saying something to Maxie. Maxie's crying and saying please, and Peter's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm going to do something that I, I that my own family couldn't do. Give me something, you know. Like I can see it, and I can see where. Or I can see where he, yeah, no, I could just see him kidnapping the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too, me yeah. too, because uh, he's he's not going to let the baby go 1,000%, uh, more That's so. His redemption. That was his mm-hmm. redemption, was that baby. Mm-hmm. That baby is his redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not redemption, I shouldn't say that. That is like his prize, because right. he did, in his mind, everything right, and this was his this, right. I mean, Maxie was a ad was was a bonus, yeah. But you know, the rewrite General Hospital. By the way, GH, I'm not I'm not mad at you, but I am mad at you. But when you had Maxie say the only reason she was with Peter is because of Nathan, I was like, really? I was like, really? Uh, really no, for her to come okay. to that now. For her but to come me, to I that just, now. Like I said, that was such a rewrite. That was such a rewrite in my opinion because I was just like, okay, so you mean to tell me? I was like, okay, let me keep check of how many characters are saying that they're with a certain such or such and such because of their dead spouse. I was like, so far we got two shows that are guilty of it. But when Maxie said that, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I just kept thinking in my head. I know, I know. The next thing that I want to know is are we still invested in this Nina 
and her child thing, or are we over it? Okay. I'm over it. Aha, me too. Um, All right. David, what do you, what do you? I, I am, I'm not quite over it because I want to see Cynthia do her thing like she knows how to do it. I want to see her go Annie Dutton on the Corinthos. And if Chloe's not coming back, then she can take that over. But I don't know. There, so I'd, I'd like to see the dynamic. I want to see where Cynthia can take this and not just get stuck. I'm over it. Go ahead, Candace. Okay. If the two stories that we just talked about did not happen, I would say I'm still interested with Nina. To me, I'm not as interested as I was before. Because to me, I think we all knew that, I think we even said on the show, either Sasha Willow or Nell was going to be that child to be, right. be Nina's kid. Okay. Sure. So you did you did, you did, did the whole to die, even though we all knew it was Nell from the jump, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think the part that got me was when Nina told the child, I'm your grandmother. Yep. Yeah. I'm your mommy. Mom. Yeah. And she and over- to me, I see some people say she overstopped. I'm gonna say that she was reacting the way Nina would. Because she is still pissed off with the fact that she didn't get to know her daughter. And right. right. And that's grand, understandable. And that's understandable. understandable. But Mm-mm. but at the same time, she did overstep because yes. that child doesn't know blue from orange, from gray to right. yellow. Right. But then I had it. But then it was like, okay, David, come to your ears. This is this is gonna be a hard one with Willow. Yeah. All right, Willow. I get. I get you. I I got you. But at the same time. It's like with this story, I'm just kind of all over the place because I'm with Nina, but I'm not with Nina. I was with Willow, and then she said that line, and I'm done with. I was like, I understand what you're saying. You're hurt because you did. You don't. You have this emotional attachment to this child. You and Michael yeah. are decision makers when it comes to that child. So you can have Carly not come and see that child. You can have Nina, but because of the guilt, y'all allowing Nina to see this child. Now, Carly, where you at, Carly? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I need out. you to sit somewhere for a minute. I need, yeah, I need you to sit somewhere because this is not your child. Yes, this is your grandchild. There's a difference. Donna is your child. Jocelyn is your child. Michael is your child. But Michael's a grown man, and yes, you right now you are all over the place, Carly. I I understand, but this is Michael and Willow's. Choice here to allow me right, to be but a that's, part of that child's that's life. That's who not. Carly is, though. Carly is always invested in her children. I get that, but to good me, or bad. it's like right now, but to me, it's like, Carly, you're the one who kind of set everything in motion with this, with now. And you can, it's, it, I always say this, I was like, I, and I wish the writers would have somebody say this, it's like to Carly, like, how would you feel? If Michael had a kid, like like you didn't know Michael was your child, 
and then all of a sudden he had a kid and a grandchild, your grandchild. Like, how would you feel? Like, would you feel like Put me, yourself like in Nina? Nina's position. Yeah, put herself. But, because if you think about it, Nina's lost a lot. If you, like, if we want to look at the character whole, she lost 20 years of her life, right? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Then she, you know, she went a little bit cray-cray, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Then she had a daughter. She, she had people who she thought she could trust and love who really didn't love her back. So to me, it's like Nina is one, like there's one string left to be broken. And if Nina get, if that string breaks, Nina is going to kill somebody. Like, well, that's don't what, you and think I, it, I, yeah. Don't ahead. you think it should be Michael to tell Carly to sit down in that corner for Absolutely. a while? But, but you know what the sad part is? The sad part is I, I would say yes, it is. But the sad part is he's not. And well, that's, that's what I was going to say. He, that's yeah. why she gets away with what she gets away with, because yeah. nobody other than Jason tells her to stop. Right. And, and see, you know what me, I'm worried I'm about? I'm, Mike, I'm oh, worried about Nina kidnapping uh, Wiley, because it's a typical mm-hmm. move that she would kind of, like, take the offense. Yeah, she's I, like, well, I don't think. If they're not going to let me see I, Wiley I, this way, I'm going to go the other way around, kind of like what I Nell would think, be. What do you, what do y'all think about I, that? I don't, no, I don't no. think she would risk she would no. risk jail because that means Mm-mm. she would be away from from um from, from the child. Now, mm-hmm. what I will say is, now here, 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 really come down, come down the rabbit hole with me. Okay, what does Nina know that nobody else knows about Sonny? Right? Yes. Right. She heard oh, yeah. Sonny's voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We could totally see. Where again, we remember Sonny had a dream about a blonde. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yes, we did. If Nina really plays her cards right, she would go and see will see Phyllis. Right? Well, By the way, that's yeah, what I heard was going to happen is that she was going to get right. her revenge on Carly by hooking up with Sonny while he thinks that he's not well, Sonny, you know, and blah blah blah. Well, go I there. would love that. So, I would love that. That I would, would be crazy, that, Annie from Guiding could, Light scenario that see, I think David was talking about. That would be awesome. But Man, I would love that. But here's, here's, where, here's where they have to not cross the line. Because there is a line. You have Sonny who has memory issues. He does not know who he is, right? Okay. You have Nina. Now, if Nina approaches Sonny, a.k.a. Mike, he's probably going to look at her from the back of her head and be like, oh, it's you. I can see Nina playing that. Mm-hmm. But, again, there's a line because if she wants to get her revenge, like, sexual, okay, and I think some of you guys know where I'm going at with this. That's going to be something that's going to be a discussion because she can do she can do her revenge. She can like, you know, have blackmail, you know, blackmail and, you know, don't call it like, well, guess what? I know something too. I have a secret just like you had a secret too. Like you kept the secret from me. I have a secret that that's going to rock your world. Call is like, what? Meet me in on in um Cornus. <laughs> By the way, if y'all okay, I'm real, real, come curious. If y'all saw today's episode of General Hospital, you know why I said Cornus, okay? Wink, wink. Well, um, I, yeah, but, but I didn't see today, so. <laughs> but I. That's why I, that's I, why I, I get said, it. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. <laughs> but um, but but the thing is, 
thing is, I can see where she, you know, she uses the fact that Sonny, and probably turns Sonny against Carly and Jason and them. That's mm-hmm. the story I would like to see. I don't want to see a sexual thing like them, like, I totally like that, agree and they're in with the bed, and yes. them in the bed and stuff like that, because that's a whole different discussion that some mm-hmm. fans will have. Like, was he, like, was he in the right state of mind? By the way, state of mind, Maurice Bernard, check it out. Anyway, Dang, I'm promoting yeah. like crazy on this show. But um, I, I I, would be interested, but for right now, that is my C story. And I will see it when it gets gets interesting and when it holds my attention. Because right now, these two stories, about Peter and Franco, I'm telling you right now, General Hospital, go ahead. This was, well, this help, was supposed wait, to be sweet. It, I'm sure you all know, but in case you didn't, Franco <laughs> was trending in the United States. Yes, it was. On Twitter. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay. It was How Franco, long has it, was it been since that's happened that a soap opera was trending? It's been quite well, some time. Well, let me just say this. So this week on for the trending, I'm going to tell you right now, it was Franco, Elizabeth, Cameron, Vinny from Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, yes, yes, it was. Paulina mm-hmm. from Days of Our Lives. And then it was... Um, Baldwin, like Scotty, they was like, you know, under the tags, you know, Scotty. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I say, yeah, it was a, I, I'm going to say this, the next couple of weeks, okay, listen up, Bold, Dave, GH, Young and Russell fans, we're about to get into some soap, soapy drama goodness, okay? Like I said, General Hospital, you need to keep this momentum up. I'm so waiting yep. to see the ratings. I, I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just pins and needles. General Hospital, you got to keep this momentum up, and I'm going to tell you why. Right now, you got people talking. Mm-hmm. You got people really pr- singing because there's never, there hasn't been a turnaround like this in a very long time. Like I said, next week, we got Brooklyn coming back. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, this is and a also, fun And job. also, Kenneth, did you know that, and I'm sure you all noticed this, but I found this interesting, that a lot of the Franco haters were shocked when they found out Franco died. They're like, what? That's it? Roger Howitz is gone? Like, they didn't really yeah, like, well, hate Roger Howitz's character as much the fact well, he just didn't want him too much would live at times. But when supposedly he died, now they're freaking out. They're like, oh, no, we've lost Roger. And the fact that he's still well, on, that's got another thing going right there. That's another trend. So, again, kudos to GH because, like you said, they're yeah, making everybody GH, talk. GH is doing it right. GH is doing it right. And – you know, when when we found out about Roger's status and everything, I think some people was like, oh, okay, they're keeping him on. But, again, who will he play? All right. That's, and that's, for, that's and for, I, I right need there. to say this. I need to say this. For our listeners, if you've been longtime listeners, you know that Candace has had the divorce papers out for a long time with, with General Hospital. She had pen, it, pen in hand, ready to go. Yep, but it was, it was right. I think I, I the pen has it. been put down and the papers in the drawer for for now. Oh no, it's still on the table. It's still on the table. The ink is dry. I just haven't finalized it yet. That's why I said they have a couple. Right now, General Hospital is doing what I like to call they reevaluated their plan because I and I I think I said this on here too is that when all these shows have went except for days, well even days I even put days into it. When Corona hit and shut everything down, I said this was a curse and it was a blessing. The curse right. was there wasn't going to be original episodes for us. But this was a blessing to whatever they originally had planned, 
they need to rethink about it because you also right. got to realize when these shows came back, they can't just like be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start from Tuesday's episode three months ago or four months ago. We're gonna start right back a day. You know, everybody's still in winter clothes when it's the middle of summer. Like, it ain't gonna work. You need to address certain things, and you need to more you need to get the viewers back because I'm telling you, when those classic episodes hit. People was more invested in those classic episodes than the current episodes mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people, and I will, I will say this about Younger the Rosses and Bolt, a lot of people in General House, and I will say this too, is everybody was like, why can't these shows, current episodes, be like what we just saw? Yes, yes. Why is it such an agenda to push these? Like, it was, it was interesting, especially if not so much the old viewers, but the new viewers of these shows. They was mm-hmm. like, oh, so that's why Sonny is, oh, this is more, oh, Michael. Michael wasn't such a dud. Oh, Christina. Christina should have been the, the favorite child. Oh, we get it now. Jason wasn't always this way. Oh, we get it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, General Hospital. Yeah. You actually yeah. paid attention. Yeah. And, you know, I so like that Lori mentioned this week. I like that Lori mentioned this week to, to um, Carly. And this is kudos for GH, but I love when she told Carly that she misses her friend Sonny. Um, I like that because it stays true to the history of the show. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's very unpopular. Again, my opinion does not uh, is not the views of Take-Two Radio. <clears throat> I love Maurice Bernard. I do on certain things. Good actor. Okay. Some other things we'll talk about later on another day. Uh-uh. I will say this. <clears throat> this is going to be really unpopular. I don't mind not seeing so much Sunny on General Hospital. There, I said it. I said it. I said it. I'm that. I'm sure you're not alone. I, I said it. It's, there's nothing wrong, but I just, it's, it's right. And it's not, again, I'm not throwing shade, but I am throwing shade. I'm throwing the fact that you don't need Sonny, Carly. Like, Carly and Jason, yes, because of the current storylines that they're a part of. But to me, this is one of those times where sometimes it's okay to back burn your lead characters to let other other characters and other storylines shine. Right. You, you see what right. I'm saying? And, and right. Jason, yeah. you know, and yeah. we know that Mar- and we know Maurice is filming a movie. I think he just got a new movie now. Like yeah. Egg. No, he's not filming now. it. He already did it. Yeah. Oh, it's he already, already did been it? done. It's just okay. coming out. So Okay. So I mean you you have him doing all of this and you know, taking some time, you know, he's a grandfather now. I mean, here's the thing. There will be a day. I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow. I'm not going to say, but right. there's going to be a day where Maurice is like, you know, I want to enjoy the simple life on my farm. Right now, Jen Hospital is, to me, I'm looking at it like, yes, there's a sunny storyline going on, but it's not as big. It's not as, like, big as these two stories that we got right now. It's not as heavy. Right. It's not as heavy. It, it's not, it, right. Like yes. yeah, this is a this is one of those stories that like okay, as soon as we get over certain storylines, like this will play back up. Like I'm pretty sure around May sweeps, June, July, yes, it will be popping again. But right now, it's a story that's happening. It's not on my screen every single day, but we know it's there. So I, I'm cool with that. 
Right, right. I get it. Yeah. I love that. Well, we the got 13 minutes left, and we've, we've got 13 minutes left, and we could talk about General Hospital for the rest of the the thing, the uh, episode, but I'd, I'd actually like to touch on Bold and the Beautiful. That, so, I didn't see today's yet, so. I haven't either. I did. Oh, okay, so, so I'll do this real quick. Like, go I'll ahead. Do, I'll do a real quick one. I'll do a real quick one. So basically, um, again, this week on uh, Twitter, Vinny was trending. It was the number one character trending for both and beautiful in the United States. So I was like, what in the world? So without, I mean, is everybody current stuff for today, right? Right. Everybody's current stuff for today. Okay. Okay. So Vinny confessed to the thing we all thought he did. Mm-hmm. He switched the paternity. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yes. Right. And he was, because Thomas has been the bright spot in all this. This is what I like to call yes. the redemption of Thomas. Yeah. Thomas was like, uh-uh, something, something's wrong with this picture. Like, even I could spot this a mile away. So, you know, he goes over to, to Vinny, who's the lab technician now, and he was calling out saying, look, we, I know you. We're like brothers, you know. Is And Vinny was like, I did this for you. Like, if you had any chance with hope, you know, you would take this opportunity and run with it. And Thomas was like, Okay, but I need to know for a fact so I can sleep that you didn't do anything to these to these test results. And then he kept going back and forth saying, you know, saying, I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. Thomas was like, okay, you're saying it, but I want to see it. Now, if you would like to tap into the computer system and show me, then we're going to drop this. Well, then he was talking. All of a sudden, Finn comes in. This was the unexpected surprise. I wasn't prepared mm-hmm. for this. That, that Finn came in, he was like, I would like to know that myself. Am I the father of this child? And then mm-hmm. he's like, you know, looking back and forth, like, you know, stuff like that. So we had a confrontation, and Vinny, Vinny admitted to it. He was like, yes. And I'm like, oh! I'm like, and there goes, well, there you go. And there goes there Jackie go, Wood on maternity leave. But, well, yeah, see, but I don't, yeah. that's, that's, I have to say something about this. Okay, we all knew ahead of time that she's pregnant in real life and that she was going to go on maternity leave, which is totally mm-hmm. understandable. But for her to just be all Google-eyed and whatever, like in one scene, and then the next scene she tells her father, but I'm going to break up with him and I'm leaving. I'm like, you know what? what? I, I don't well, like how that rolled that's off. That's so, so I, offish. I, I feel you. That's so offish. Yes. Well, here's the thing. You got to understand. So I was saying this, okay, and I know people say I'm always defending Brad Allen up, but this is this is one of those times where I've always said on this show, besides the sins of the father, there's the sins of the mother. Steffi knows that she she can't have good things as far as relationships go. She's not used to it. You got to understand, for the last 10 years, she's been a part of the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with Hope and Liam, you know, Liam, Steffi, Hope. Because she knows that for some reason there hasn't been another guy other than Wyatt. But we all know Wyatt was kind of because of his mama. But to me, it's like, okay, she doesn't want to hurt him. She feels as though she is the reason why things don't work out. Because she, you know, again, it goes back to the fact that, Steffi, you wouldn't have been in this predicament if you didn't kind of lower yourself to Liam's wham, 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 okay, while you had Finn. Like, you literally had a good thing, and you ruined it. 
because you 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 wanted you still had that image of you and Liam, just like that picture. Which, by the way, all right, Bone, I'm putting you on blast. I get that picture gone by April first. I wanted it gone already. It, I'm going to give it to you April 1st. I'm going to give it to you because next Friday, the 19th, and next Monday, they're off, Young and Russell, because of March Madness. So I'm giving you till April 1st, Thursday, and it's April Fool's Day. So you better not fool me. You better have that picture down because that's the ultimate right there is that Mm -hmm. every time you've had a relationship, that picture is right there. Like, I, I just feel as though, like, you know, I understood what she was saying. She doesn't want to hurt Finn because she doubts herself. She and she has evidence. But I, I get all. I honestly get all of yeah. that, and I agree with all of that. <laughs> I just don't agree with the way it was done because it was in the same yeah. scene, basically, where she's, you know, yeah. oh, you're the best man for me. I love you, and blah blah blah. And he's like, I adore you. And Ridge is going, eh, stop. Already, you know, it's you know, like, he's like a 180 degree turn. Well, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It it's one, that 180 degree turn, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I, it just didn't work for me. There was like no smooth transitioning no. into mm-hmm. that yeah. remark of "I've got to break up with him and I'm moving to Paris." I've been thinking about this for a while. Well, then why you've been leading him on? I think what it right. was, and it's just me. I felt like it was kind of forced so we could fill yeah. our exit story. Maybe they were kind of rushed. I, I mean, that's that's not to get the writers, but I feel maybe rushing. they were rushed in writing that scene out so that she can go in yeah. and go on her merry way and write her out. I think uh, uh, some of the stories of Bone and Beautiful is being like fast forward, but I will say this. I'm kind of glad that the truth is out there. Now, is it yeah. the complete truth? I don't know. But I will say this. It opens the gate to Thomas and Hope and yeah. Hope choosing. And yeah. Liam, sorry, Liam, you're going to have yeah. to probably be on your own for a little bit because yep. you you made yep. your bed too and you slept in it. And it's unfair that, you know, Liam, whoo, first of all, Scott Clifton, I give you props for this too, is that you're playing a character that is, again, some folks may not agree with this, but he's an emotional bruiser. He's an emotional, he's using both Steffi and Hope's emotions to his benefits, and he knows how to work them because he's been doing it for 10 years. He's the Waffle mm-hmm. King of Waffle Hut. And mm-hmm. Candace, don't that, forget, Candace, don't forget that Finn even called him out on it and saying, you need to quit hurting these two women. So that yeah. goes back to what you right. just said. And I also, and, and before anybody says this, I also blame Hope and Steffi because to right. me it's like, all right, You've had other, I mean, obviously they could have had Carter, but, you know, we'll let, we'll let that go. Um, the thing is to say, y'all been ping-ponging back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, so he definitely knows how to play the game. He knows how to, you know, use both y'all to y'all advantage, and y'all just allowing it. I will always say this. The best line ever to describe this was from Bill when he told Steffi, do you want to be like your mother? Do you want to be waiting 30 mm-hmm. years for Liam to, to drop hope and hit her, their kid so he can be with you and then vice versa? Do you want to be just like your mother, Brooke, and your father? Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, no offense, Steffi, you're kind of worse than your mom. Hope, yeah. sweetie, sweetie, it's okay. It's okay. Drop them. Yeah. yeah. Drop them. Okay. You like that? Yeah. We got five minutes. Uh, I want to touch uh, on Paris, Carter, and um, what's her name? 
And Zoe? Zoe. 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 Um, I am so glad that Carter did not give in to Zoe. I think she's, uh, I think she's a petulant child. I think she is greedy and needy. I think that she's yep. horrible to her sister. And she's I am jealous. so yep. glad that her sister stood up to her when, when she came in to blame her yet again for her own mistakes. Right. Well, that's her. They're, they're writing her the way that they wrote her when she first came on with um, Xander and with Emma. Rest in peace, Emma. But to me, I love the fact that, like, Carter, I was, cause I was worried. I was like, you better not have Carter go backwards on this. Mm-hmm. But like Carter says, he's been, he's been hurt before, but he thought that she was different. And the thing is, right. is that Zoe only wants Carter because she got coy. She got coy in the fact that she just wanted the, the she wanted the image. First, mm-hmm. remember she wanted right. to be a part of the Forrester clan. Right. And now right. she couldn't have that, so she goes to the next best thing, which is the mm-hmm. COO of Forrester. Right. Honey, I, I, you, want the, you want the applause. You want the glam. You want the, you know what? She reminds me of Candy. Candy. Well, you know, Zoe no, is her own worst enemy. I don't think she wants even that. I just think she wants to force the name. Yes, yes. Because I'm look with how you. quick she was to be. Look how quick she was with Thomas. Because mm-hmm. remember, Hope, Steffi, and Liam wanted her to go, and and next thing you know, all of a sudden, the magic sex happened, and then she was like hooked on a feeling, and she was hooked on Thomas, and she was mad that, you know, Thomas did. She was like, ah, don't you ever leave me? Ah. And now she's doing it too. She's blaming everybody but herself. Yeah. You got caught, yes. Zoe. And and by the way, this would be a perfect time to say this. I need for Zoe to go full Kim on Meryl's place and blow forth the creations up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I seen somewhere, you know, when I post the spoilers, you know, I, I get some of what's happening, even though I don't read the full article or anything. But I seen a spoiler somewhere and I can't remember where now about her supposedly stalking Carter after this but I would actually like to say we've got two minutes here I want Carter with Donna me too me too and you know yeah. it's going to be awkward yes, I love you know it's going to be awkward right? Carter and Donna wait a minute but here's the awkward part if they do that can I get Marcus to come home right yeah can I get Marcus Okay, Please? because for those who, for those who don't understand why we're saying this, Marcus is Donna and Justin's son, but he's also Carter's adopted brother. Can mm-hmm. you imagine Marcus coming in and he's like, "Hey, mom," and and Donna says, "Oh, honey, um, we didn't expect you." And then Marcus is like, "Hey, Carter, what are you doing here? What are you, what are you doing here?" And she's like, "Um, we got something to tell you." Um, what are you doing in my mama's and, and bed? <laughs> If Lord St. Victor is listening to this, I'm so sorry I'm doing you do, doing like this, but um yeah, um you know, you know, women can't resist me. Women can't resist me. I'm just so lovable and stuff. Like I just I just get I would I would be so down with that if they had Marcus come back, if they have Donna and and him hook up. I would I would be all either that or I would say Katie, but Katie, you're kinda not on my list right now. We got we will, we'll talk next time about you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, well, anything else? Are, we got I'm, 
See, I, I know you only got a little bit of time. I just want to send a quick shout out for Young and the Restless to finally kudos. They finally brought a real villain on. Um, Ashlyn Locke is my favorite. I'm like I'm loving the drama that he's already started in General City. It's gonna get exciting. All I gotta say is Ashlyn and Victoria better happen, or else I'm calling foul. Um, let me see, what else can I say about the show? Um, Candace, did you like how he told Adam and Victor? He said, oh, you didn't know about your third party? He's like, which party? He goes, your daughter. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, bring it. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for this to happen, to go down. Um, also, you know, we weren't here um, last time, but, you know, Sasha and Supergirl, go ahead, girl. Um the whole rewrite of Justin Hartley never being Adam, I'm still mad about that. Um, what else? What else? Real quick. Um, Young and Rustless, yep. you know what you got to do. You it, it, you, you got you, yeah, you to get it together real quick. Um, real quick before we go, to, real quick about Days of Our Lives. Decay Harry. Decay. <laughs> okay, Decay Harry. Do you want, we'll see you do guys you want next Devon time. with Amanda or do you want him with Elena? Which one do you want him back with? Cliffhanger. Uh, We'll find out next time All what right, I say. That's it, well, kids. We're <laughs> off air. <for> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on the 25th. We'll see you. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>